0: Unscrambling the mind. I know last week was Mother's, mother's Day, and we talked about uh, a mother's understanding. Uh, but primarily, this, is, this has been our topic: um, Unscrambling the to mind. And um, the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 2, it says, uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. It's not my notes, but I think we should go there. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2 and we'll start here at verse 9 it says but as, as it is written I have not seen nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him right it says but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit look the spirit searches all things yea the deep things of God so we can determine that, you know, everything that, that, that we, uh, everything that we need to get or everything that we need to participate in is, 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 uh, is kind of deep, right? All right, so we said, uh, so we understand that the things of God are deep. So that our purpose is deep, our design is deep. What we have to do is deep. So it takes a little more really for us to discover some of these things, right? Because they deep. Now, but let's say we kind of lazy and trying to figure things out. We may not never discover what we're purposed to do or why we're here or why, why do I, why am I in a relationship with that person? Why did you send me to that church? Why do I, why do I have these pastors? They're pretty deep too. Uh, You know, why, why, why are people responding to me the way they do? There's a reason there's answers for this and it's deep. It's not on the surface; it's deep. See, the 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 secrets are are not on the surface, so you can't just surface it. You know how sometimes you you're tempted to just be casual, life, casual with relationships. Yeah, you, you, you ever been in a relationship? Don't don't you know? Hopefully, this don't traumatize you. If you ever been in a relationship and then out of nowhere the person flip on you, Did that ever happen <laughs> <laughs> Z's like, yep, <laughs> yep. That's the new amen, yep. All right, but but I'm gonna say this to you respectfully. They didn't flip. They the same person they was when you met them. You just weren't paying attention, oh, wow. right? Sometimes you so caught up, you know, you know, look Look, so uh, believe it or not, it, this has happened to Men's Lamar, right? As hasn't it? Yeah. Right probably blew you away, like how could I not see this? <laughs> right. right, but sometimes you intoxicated, right? Right, right. right. Sometimes you been caught up in the dopamine, right? You, you you doped, right? Dopamine is in your body already. You know what I'm saying? You cuddle hormone. You don't spend so much time with the person. <laughs> like you just, you just you know, you just feel so good, right? And then you see things, but you you hit the uh, the override button. You know what I'm saying? Like you're seeing something, but you hit override, 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 right? But then when they flipped, everything that happened when they flipped, all of a sudden, you hindsight kicks in, right? right. And so when you're sitting around, I don't know, some of you may, may have gone through depression or you sit around frustrated or you sit around, you start to see like all the things that you ignored, right? <laughs> but they were there the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And so, so... But, but it was, it was, you would have been paying attention if you would have looked harder or, or decided to get deeper into the situation. Right. I, so, uh, so what God says is I don't need us going through stuff where we are, how can I say wasting time? You know, it's kind of all things do work out for good, but you know, sometimes you can waste time. You can you can invest the wrong type of time. I talked to this, uh, a friend of mine, he's, he's, he's great in business and he, he, he used the phrase, uh, QTL quality time left. And he says, so, so he says, so what I'm doing is I'm making sure I, I, uh, maximize my quality time left. Remember pastor Mel did the timeline from zero to 80. I think she had minister Lamar stand on the timeline. So at 52, he was closer to the end of that time than the beginning. So he had a certain amount of quality time left, but that's all of us in the room. All right. So what are we doing with that quality time left? And so, so what God says, is, I need you to renew your mind. We talked about this in the, in the master life class this morning at 915. And we were talking about uh, just how, you know, we're kingdom children. We're in a kingdom family. And so God's trying to get us to operate how a kingdom child should operate. But the whole time, the world is trying to get us to conform to how the world operates. And the thing about if you if you master operating like the world operates, you're you're all you did is master weakness because you're a kingdom child. So if you become them, you can't be them. So you're, you're weakened by that much, even though you may get props because you've, you've dotted all your eyes and crossed all your T's to them. You followed their tradition or, or subscribe to their intellect. But, but what God's trying to get us to master the kingdom life, but everything in the world is just trying to get you to ease into doing it their way. But God says, I need you to renew your mind, right? Then he said, then he tells us to go further because he wants us to go deep. Re, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So Romans 12, 2 says, renew your mind. Like, 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 you, like how you, your reflex of how you think and what you agree with, let it be God-like. And then it says, go deeper, renew the spirit of your mind, let your default, what you do without thinking about it, be God-like. He says, because at first, you just consciously trying to do some kingdom stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's... Uh, what did uh, uh, Trina was saying early, earlier how sometimes you're doing it begrudgingly, right? You, you know you need to do it, but yeah, man, I'm, I, nobody feel like doing this, right? So you're doing it begrudgingly at first, but remember we talked about it's an agony at first because your flesh wants to chill. It wants to conform and then it crosses over into an appetite and then it crosses over into amusement or it's pleasure. This is what I, this is what I do without thinking about it. This is what I like to do. As Z was talking about in the 915, uh, I, was, I was talking about trying to figure out a way to relieve her from five o'clock prayer. She was like, no, nah, this is my life. Like, this is what I do. Now, some people struggling to, to get up to pray at five o'clock. She's like, I got to get up. Now in that household, I can see how how it works. You know, she's like, I got to get up. And he's probably agonizing. Man, I guess I'll get up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, He's just, you know, I mean, He'll tell you, you know, he ain't always been a morning person. <laughs> I was about to crack a joke. but I didn't. I didn't. I let you go on that one. Right? Right. So, so here, how does this uh, fit in? Pastor Mel says something. She says uh, that even though God's trying to renew our mind, the adversary is trying to blind our mind so we can agree with the enemy. When we renew our mind, we agree with God. We flow with God. When we, when our minds are blinded, we're agreeing with the enemy, right? And and so, so what God is trying to get us to do is kind of unscramble some things because the Bible says a double-minded man, James chapter one, right? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Look, look, look it didn't say some of the ways. It's all his ways. I did something with the uh, kids when we did a baptism. Um, and I, I had an a, a empty water, water bottle and it was clear like this and I put a little bit of dirt in it just a little bit and just did like this what do you think happened to the bottle but I put a little bit of dirt so it's mostly clear water in it what happened to the bottle the whole bottle was dirty just a little bit the whole bottle was dirty see and this is what we do we take in a little bit of sin And we go, I only did a little bit of sin. Yeah, but what happens is (laughs) (laughs) you done contaminated the whole thing. See, so a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, right? See, because once you start being double-minded, you're not sound-minded. Or as the Bible says, you don't have a clear thinking mind because you've allowed in some contamination. And so now your mind can get scrambled, right? you could be scrambled, but then you have to search for understanding, right? You have to search for understanding. Cause see, once we understand, we start operating clearly when we don't understand, uh, you just took on a new job was well, it's, it's kind of like not new, new, but it's, it's new. And you know, you're out of college, you know, you, you, you mastered education, learning your craft, right? But now when you start to do the application, these people around here do it without thinking about it, but some of it is new to you, right? And it could be it could be slight pressure at times because they paying you <laughs> you ain't volunteering. They paying you, so they expect something for their money, right? Right. Actually, they expect more than the money they're giving you. You know, <laughs> right? So, so sometimes it could be it, could, it it's new stress, right? You know, I mean, it could almost have you. Well, I just go back to school because you know I got the school stuff master, But but these folk is crazy around here, right? <laughs> Look, just gets an amen. But but this is the key. Even though it on the outside, well, some of them may, may be acting crazy. There's always an understanding. See, once you get the understanding, because you got to understand how to how to almost get them to do what they need to do and understand what they need to do and understand how to flow with you without them getting offended. So that takes wisdom, right? Yeah. You know, because some people are intimidated. You young you're educated, you actually paid attention in school, and some of them just was getting through school. So you're like, they pay you for this? <laughs> right, I mean, that happens, right? And so the, the wisdom is to make them feel that they still educated so we can get what we need to get done, right? Without them hating on you, you know, cause you deal with a little hating too, right? So, so it takes a lot of wisdom. Like you almost can't, you can't just like let stuff go. You gotta figure out a way right to harmonize right to get it done because if they don't get it done even though they're responsible they're in a position where they could blame you correct and she's like would you have my job this way? <laughs> right right so so it takes it takes a lot of understanding yeah, that's right, right? That's it takes a lot of understanding in everything you do whether it's you're dealing with a coach whether, whether uh, you're dealing with a relationship like if you spend all of your time going this is not how I was raised. You're gonna be mad because the reality is they weren't raised in your house. Right. So you gotta seek and understand. But see, but you, your 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 mind can go to oh, I'm with you. Or, oh, you getting on my nerves. I like I love the job, the money. I love the job. Or man, listen, I'm 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 quitting. I don't need this. I got backup. <laughs> you know what I'm man, I don't need this mess. Right? So you can go back and forth, but it, it creates an instability. Right? Listen to what I'm saying. It creates an instability. But there's an understanding here. Now, a stable mind is an excellent mind. All right, so, 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 so listen, listen, excellence is attention to detail. We'll get into it in, in a few minutes, but do you realize the strength and patience, humility, and faith it takes to operate in truth and to share that truth with great, experienced, fearful, and sometimes clouded people? Do you realize what it takes? Listen, listen, listen. The strength and the patience and humility and faith to share the truth with great experience, fearful, and sometimes clouded people. Some people, some of y'all struggle with just sharing the truth with the people you live with. But imagine having to have great people, right? They're great. They're experienced people. They have experience, right? They're s- sometimes fearful and sometimes clouded, but they're great people. Imagine having to share the truth with people like that. And they all have different backgrounds. You just, I just, I just welcome you to my world. It's just welcomed you. Look, look, if you're struggling with sharing the truth, we were just talking about uh, uh, somebody's job. You know, sometimes it's, like, tough. Like, man, I ain't trying to. They don't even see me as credible. But I actually know what I'm talking about. And they're trying to convince me that I don't so they don't get exposed. But you got to share the truth with them. You got to with wisdom and love, but you still got to share the truth. You got to make it seem like they discovered it. That's the key. You gotta, you're sharing it, but you're almost like, you probably already know this. <laughs> right? You see, I make them think they, fi- they figured it out because you just need them to get it, right? It ain't about who gets credit for it. But now that's hard, right? That's difficult at times, especially being the, the, the new employee on the block. Imagine the position I just shared with you. You got all these people, all these great people, right? And you got to share it with them, right? and, and it, it takes a lot of patience. All right. So, so, so stay with me. Cause we're talking about excellence, right? A stable, excellent mind. Right. Right. So if it's tough for you to share the truth with people that you live with, let alone people that are running from the truth or people that feel, uh, or just people around you that you feel are in desperate need of the truth. And it's hard to share with them. It's definitely hard to share with people running from the truth. You know, people that, Their first response is defense. That's hard, ain't it? Well, for some people, I guess it's not an option. Once they get defensive, you ain't talking to them at all, (laughs) right? Right? Well, but but stay with me here. Stay with me. Um, (laughs) Let's go to Daniel 5, right? Let's go to Daniel 5. Because we said a stable mind is an excellent mind when y'all corrected me. See, 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 oh, oh, oh. See, I needed the correction, right? Well, mm-hmm. imagine if I'm defending, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Or maybe if I just like, cause I said it wrong, I'm going to spin it to make it seem like I was right. You going to get the wrong information, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I needed the correction right. and I needed to embrace the correction, mm-hmm. but the correction wasn't trying to hurt me. Was it was nope. it was just trying to make sure, make you grow right you see see how people do We'll be adding stuff she said so i can grow in wisdom that's not what i was gonna say but but the but the but the correction actually helps me to be communicate clearly what god wants to say right so we can understand right you got that mrs growing wisdom all right so let's go to daniel (laughs) said it all nonchalant. Yes, you can grow in wisdom. Get yourself together, Pastor. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. It's all right. Not a problem. Not a problem. Every shot creates an opportunity. All right, so um, Daniel 5. It said, uh, uh, Daniel 5, verse 1. It says, uh, Belshazzar the king, made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before thousands Belzazar, while he tasted wine, commanded to bring uh, the gold and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem. His father took over the temple, took all the stuff because um, one of the kings was an idiot and showed everything. So the king came back and took it from him, <laughs> exposed too much, right? And he says uh, he had taken from the temple uh, that which was in Jerusalem, and the king and his princes and his wives and concubines might drink there. So they're taking the things from God's temple that they have stolen, and they part in and drinking from the, these vessels, almost like I know this is God's temple stuff. Remember, we uh, we just went over. You, uh, we had the we had the, the the place was set up. You had the uh, the tabernacle. The tent of tabernacle. You had the brazen altar, right? You had the base in there. You had the can You had all the, you know, basically all the stuff. You had the ark of the covenant, right? When we went into the holies of holies, right? All right. So imagine somebody break in the temple, which was at a the the, the temple was built after first tabernacle was a moving temple, right? <laughs> but God established a, a a temple. This is this is I mean, this ain't moving. This is a place where you can always come and pray, right? And they just took the stuff. They stole all the stuff, right? And they started, they, it says they, they hear it. Uh, they decided to drink from it. Um, and where we had, uh, at, what was it? I just read, whatever. I'm still in verse two case I'll just read the end of it. Uh, taken from the temple, which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes and his wives and his concubine might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem, and the king and his princes and his wives and his concubine drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver and of brass and of iron, of wood and of stone. So they praised praising false gods. And in the same hour came forth a finger of a man's hand. And wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. And the king's countenance was changed and his thoughts troubled him. Keith His countenance changed and his thoughts troubled him. Uh-oh, his mind scrambled. So that uh, the joints of his loins were loose and his knees smote against one another. I mean, this guy is overwhelmed because there was information written, first of all, probably a finger writing it probably was enough to overwhelm him, but, the, but there was some information written. But the fact that he couldn't understand what was written overwhelmed him, troubled him, it said. Troubled his what? Troubled his mind, right? Uh, verse 7, and the king cried aloud to bring the astrologers, see all the worldly people, The Chaldeans, the soothsayers, and the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. That's how valuable understanding was to the king. As in verse eight. It says, then came all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing, nor make known to the king their interpretation of. They couldn't unscramble it. All the wise men, so- so-called wise men. Then verse nine, then the king, uh, then was King Belzar. Look, because they couldn't un- unscramble it, he was greatly troubled now. And his countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. This is, this is your leader. Your leader's confused his mind is scrambled. And, and, and this is, look, it's showing you when your mind is scrambled, your countenance changed. He was changed. He wasn't the same guy. He wasn't operating in the same level of joy because his mind was scrambled. It says now the queen. Uh, it says now the queen, by reason of the words of of the king and his lords, came to the banquet house. And the queen spake and said, "O king, live forever! Let not thy look thoughts trouble thee, nor thy countenance be changed." So, so, so. Oh, he had some assistance. He was glad, He had some assistance. He had some help. He had some help from the wife, right? It says, there is a man in thy kingdom in whom the spirit of the holy gods and in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar thy father of the king, I say thy father made a master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Look, verse 12. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpretation of dreams and showing forth of hard sentences, dissolving of doubts were were found in the same Daniel whom the king named Belshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. And and I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but it said he had an excellent spirit. Look, it said he, he dissolved problems, figured out. Things like he cleared up understanding. It says light and understanding was found in him. See, so when you have an excellence in you, an excellence in, in a stable mind is an excellent mind. When, when there's trouble, there's not immediate panic and worry. See, an a, a excellent mind goes deeper. See, it goes deeper to understand. It doesn't just shut down and get overwhelmed and go, well I just don't understand, it's just just confusing to me. Or panic is not the first option, right? Seek to understand, unscramble the mind. And so Daniel was able to do this, You read through the story, he interpreted it, of course he, 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 he got what the king said he had, but the king felt great and it wasn't positive. What the king heard wasn't positive, but just the fact that he understood, right? So, so, so it's the key to unscrambling mind. Remember, it's excellent. So Daniel was excellent, and the thing about an excellent spirit, an excellent spirit is not weary and well doing. And I'm saying this because we talked about this in nine fifteen. We talked about how we're a family, and it's 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 tough to flow with family. You know, there's there's a lot of misunderstanding. We all have uh, different backgrounds, right? come from different cultures, different worldviews. And so it takes a lot of wisdom to harmonize or to navigate with each other. But you know what it really takes? It takes excellence. See, attention to detail, going the extra mile. See, you got to want to be able to harmonize with people. You got to want to understand. But it takes a level of excellence to go deep. And, and, And the thing is, is the person next to you worth it? Is the person before you worth it? See, sometimes we shut down, but in our shutdown, what we're saying is, you're not worth understanding. Or we're saying, I can do without you. When you know you can't do without someone, you actually take the time to go deeper, to go the extra mile, but you're going, I don't know how we're going to get out of this, but I can't do without you. So, whatever level of patience it takes, Like Daniel, whatever level of excellence it takes, whatever attention to detail it takes, whatever study I got to do, whatever prayer I have to pray, I'm going to figure it out because you're worth it. When we say we shut down, it's just too much. I'm overwhelmed. At that moment, we're saying you ain't worth it. You're not worth me going extra, going beyond my limit to try to understand. I would rather be mad with you than to figure you out. Right, you, you 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 got me so far. Yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. So let's go. I heard you, Ms. Lamar. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 all right. So Hebrews. We'll go to Hebrews. Um, We'll do verse tw- uh, uh, chapter six, verse 12 first. Chapter six, verse 12. It says, uh, that you be not slothful or, or lazy, uh, or uh, uh, spiritual sluggards is another word for that, uh, but followers of them who through faith, look, and patience inherit or possess the promises. So it's, it's a cost, right? It's a cost to possess some of the things of God. Uh, and let's go to Hebrews 12, 3. Hebrews 12, verse 3. Hebrews 12, verse 3. It says, for, uh, for consider... Uh, okay, I guess I should give you time to get there. Hebrews 12, verse 3. It says, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Now, I'm just talking about Jesus. It said he endured, it's it's pretty much what I'm saying, so so many contradictions, so many people that responded adversely, uh, 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 reacted negatively, uh, responded with worst-case scenarios, got offended first, right? He endured all this. People was ready to stone him, beat him. Uh, Listen, Jesus performed a miracle one time and they were like, man, get out of the city. (laughs) He performed a miracle. It was like, leave. Almost like, listen, you're placing a demand on us to have to, to find a level of understanding that's outside of our protocols and our rituals and our traditions. We've mastered the protocols and traditions. We've mastered our education, our intellect, intellect and here you've come with something that we can't explain with all of our education. Leave. We were cool with how we were rolling. We were lording over people based on the level of education and understanding we had. All we needed was the degree. Right? We didn't need the power. Now you come here with power. Man, get out of here. Just, just leave. Now that's that. I imagine if you, Jesus, I, I would think you'd be happy that I just healed that person. There's a possibility of what? I, I would think you'd be. Like, I wonder what else he could do for us. I, imagine if you just if you, God has you, you're in the church service. God tells you to get up, go lay hands. Tells tells Jackie go lay hands on Z and she gets healed. And then right after you lay hands on Z, Minister Lamar tells you, Jackie, leave here, never come back to the church. Your your mind will be going, and last I checked, the Lord just used me to heal your wife. (laughs) Why would you want me to leave? You would think you'd be excited that God is using me at this level of power. Right? See, he endures such contradiction, right? It says of sinners let's keep on reading. Sinners against himself. It says, lest ye be weary. It says, it tells us to consider him. Consider how Jesus handled some things, meaning he hung in there. He didn't lose his excellent mind. He always sought to understand so he can minister love to him. It says, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. That word faint means to give up. So the first giving up starts in your mind. It doesn't like it manifests on the outside, but but when we see you give up, it didn't start there. It started in here, and and it's easy to do because I mean you know what? Uh, my nephew said this. He, he was about to cross over into twelve. Like, why do I gotta grow up? That I mean, that's just thought. And the interesting thing is, people over twelve right now that's thinking the same. Like, why do I have to grow up? Why do I have to be focused? Why can't I just? Chill. And the interesting thing is because you're looking at where you are, you're not looking at where you're going. Chilling has a shelf life. It's all good now, and actually you got a bunch of people around you that want to chill too. But when they all start to grow up and change, you're gonna find yourself by yourself, with no skills, and can't get a, 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 a job where you're in control and power. You have people treating you like a slave for the rest of your life, because all you was doing was chilling. When you could have been using that time to operate in a level of excellence to develop a skill set, a resume, where you can you can just do what you want to do. Yeah, now, listen, I was pursuing professional basketball, but I wasn't no idiot. I knew I wasn't gonna play basketball forever. So guess what? I was building my resume. So whether I play basketball or not, I always could get a job. Keeping it real, growing in ministry. If, if, if the pastor lost his mind and said, You're fired, I can still get a job because I had a resume. <laughs> you know, that like, I, I it wasn't stupid. <laughs> like, building up, like, taking the time to learn and be trained. Not try to act like I know, but to get more skills. I'm still trying to get skills. I'm still learning. I'm still being educated every week setting myself up like like, like right now i can i can get a job ask my wife i can get right now i can choose different jobs i want not because i'm sweet i'm not saying it because i'm sweet what i'm saying is i put myself in a position where guess what i got a resume like i'm on linkedin for ministry but they always sending me jobs and i'm not talking about jobs where i might get paid if I invest enough time, no. From the door, I'm getting paid. That day one, I'm getting paid, guaranteed money. I be laughing like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm pastoring. <laughs> I don't want that job. Nice looking job, but I don't want it. I definitely would be making more money. I mean, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I right, work with me, work with me. So we don't want to be lazy in our minds or lazy minded, right? So, so, look, look, lazy minded with the details. All right, so, so I see perfect in this eye. Perfect, twenty twenty. right? In this eye, if I close it, I ain't seeing nothing. I passed the, the driver's test, I've, I've shared this before, because good peripheral vision. So when they, when they put the little blinking lights on these side, I can see, and I can see the colors on this side, but if they shut off this side, I can't see none of the words. None of the letters, like none of them. But on, on, from this eye, I can see the tiniest letter that they have. When I was in college, I went to an a, a eye doctor and he put the, the lens in that I was supposed to see, and it was painful. He said, you were supposed to wear a patch over your eye when you was a kid, and you didn't do it, did you? I said, no. He said, well, the, the purpose of that was to strengthen your eye. He says w- you have what's called a lazy eye. He said, is there sight in there, but you haven't used it? Did you hear that? I'm not talking about natural stuff, too. Listen, there's sight in there. You just haven't used it. You haven't stimulated it, right? You've gotten lazy minded. So so I was talking to a a gentleman this week at the gym and what I shared with him, I said, listen, man, there's genius in you. Actually, there's genius in all of us. I said, some of us has just never been stimulated. I said, so now now this is the, the Holy Spirit, so you know there's a prophetic gift on my life too so i said i said that's why you've been running he was like almost like how you know i said you're running because it seems like every time you have to take responsibility you don't think you'll be able to fulfill it right because maybe somebody around you keep telling you how you know they may be lowering their, their intellect over you but you know why they're lowering their intellect because they're insecure now, now, I'm not saying insecure being evil, I'm saying it's their only significance. So anytime you question them, cause you know how people that know stuff, you have a, we have a tendency to almost try to prove that they don't know something. You, you ever, y'all you know, you be doing that? Some of y'all do it. All right, so, so you'd be like, yeah, you ain't right about this one, Mr. Know-it-all, right? But what you don't realize. <laughs> But, but what you don't realize, what you're doing, is the person doesn't think they know it all. They're insecure. So every time you do that, they're almost gonna try to prove even more that they, they ain't stupid. They know no different than you. They just know more at this particular time. So the thing is, what I told the person, I said, you, are, you have genius. We all have geniuses. God fearfully and wonderfully made us. Fearful, took special care, and put wonders in you. So everybody actually has the potential to be a genius. The difference is everybody has not put themselves in a position where they've been trained to be a genius. And some of us have run from stages of training. Like, because God, what God does is, let's say if you skip the basic training, right? God says, okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna send you some supernatural I'm gonna send you people around you. But then we run from the people. Then, then God puts you in an environment where people are stretching you, and you go, oh, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Right? We shut down when You not understanding is not an excuse not to stretch yourself to understand. You see what I'm saying? God puts you in the environment to challenge you to understand. It's called excellence, attention to detail, going the extra mile to understand. You not understanding is not an indictment on your intellect. So it doesn't mean you're stupid. You not understanding is a demand for you to understand. Like you, you, First of all, if you're in the kingdom, you have the Holy Spirit. He'll show you things to come. He'll teach you all things. All you got to do is say, Holy Spirit, explain that to me. Get me to that level of understanding. You'll be surprised how you'll start to discover stuff. The, you have the word. So your diet is different. You know how they say when you're in school, you tell your kids, uh, you all to have kids, they got to eat a certain way. They got to eat their vegetables. They got to eat their vegetables. They got to eat their vegetables. At least one vegetable, right? Right? Okay. All right. That's a conversation from later this, early this week. All right? Well, they tell you to do that so you, you think sharper, right? Like, like, like y'all know good and well donuts in the morning is not going to help you think sharper. Did y'all know that? You know that's not really breakfast, right? It tastes good, but it's not breakfast. Jamal, like Jamal, be quiet <laughs> He's only like if you pair it with an apple Didn't we just talk about the whole contap- Hold on, didn't we just Hold on, he needs more understanding Alright, didn't we just talk About <laughs> the bottle And <in> the dirt <laughs> Didn't we So if you mix that, that Nonsense sugar with the apple You just contaminated the apple all right. Anyway, so yes, Did that help mom? Mom over here. Baby. 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 He just need more understanding, baby. That's all. All right. Okay. All right. So 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 we got to challenge ourselves not to be la- la- uh, lazy-minded. Now to unscramble our mind, of course it's going to take excellence, but it's going to take humility to embrace correction. Right? Listen. It's going to take humility to embrace correction. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3. It's going to take what? Humility. <laughs> Stop cursing, Pastor. <laughs> humility is like curse words a lot of people. Humility? What are you, King? No way. Stop. All right, so Second <laughs> 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. Now, now, now look at this. It starts off with, a, with, with an all-inclusive word called all, right? So all is everything, right? right? Void of nothing, right? It says, so all scripture is given by inspiration of God, in spirit, God's spirit inspired it, right? It says, and it's profitable for doctrine, right? You know, so you, you're going to learn a lot, right? It says, look, 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 for reproof. Now, now, now p- reproof is if you're wrong, you're checked, right? Yeah. So, so scripture, it's, it's going to check you. That's a part of life, right? It's just going to check you, right? But, but then look here, it says for reproof, look, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It says that, that the man of God, now we know man is male and female, male and female of God may be perfect or complete, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. So a part of this process is there's going to be some correction, which is, that's, besides humility, probably next in line is, of curse words, is correction. And as a, a Zipporah was talking about earlier today, she says, you know, a lot of us, we've grown up in families because we've talked about how the church is a family. And she said how a lot of us have grow, grown up in dysfunctional families. And so we come into a family and we really don't know how to operate. Because we're playing off of the survival kit, experience. experience, intellect, and tradition, not the word of God. You know, in, in survival kit, we learn the four sources of authority. Uh, experience, intellect, and, and tradition is those aren't solid, true sources. The, the true source of authority is the word. And so, so she was saying how we come into navigating in, in, our, in, the, in our heirs family. And some of us, we're playing off of the wrong things. We're not playing off of the word. We're playing off for our own experience, our own intellect, or our own tra- traditions. You know, some of the traditions we picked up in church, right? Right. As opposed to, hey, let's just play off of the word. So now we're playing off of the word. Correction is not a bad thing. You know, if somebody, uh, if, if, if you're doing something that's really un- not godly or not in line with God, and somebody looks at you a certain way, Right. You may think that that's a bad thing, but that means they're paying attention and they care. Jesus did it. They came up to him and they was like, man, what do we do in this situation? They said so he turned to them in uh, uh, angered. He turned to them. His countenance was angered, but he responded to them in love, right? His response was in love, but he turned like, are y'all serious? He had that, are y'all serious face? I mean, we ain't gonna mention the whole money change just turning over the tables and and whipping them out of out of the temple. We wanna get into that right now. But let's just do with the countenance part. See, see, he had a certain response, but his response wasn't selfish. His response was like, hey, you're comfortable with that process? You're comfortable with that perspective. Oh, we need to correct that. You understand what I'm saying? We need so correction is not a crime. You know, back in the early days, uh, uh, I'm older, I'll be 57 this year, but they had the, remember you type with typewriter and they had the, uh, the correct thing, like it would, instead of, instead of typing black, it would type white and, and, and smooth it out. But now we have, we have spell check and all different types of stuff. A lot of times you type stuff with your phone, if it's the wrong word, it'll be in red, right? Well, do you break the screen? Because it's trying to correct you? It's trying to make it clear. It's trying to make sure it harmonizes. That's all correction does. Correction is you're off track. L- like You're unstable. It's scrambled. Let's get it back online. But we, who do you think you're talking to? Well, actually I'm talking to you, but you established that like you're not worthy of correction or you're above correction or correction is not a part of your diet. So that means you're going to stay dealing with the craziness you're dealing with because you don't want to correct the thinking that's producing it. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And this is the thing, some of us have had success and we're looking at the success, not at what's manifesting in our life in the present. And the correction is so you can pick up back up momentum and actually really be experiencing the fullness of God. It's not to, to, how can you say, uh, ignore or put down or devalue your your previous successes. What it's saying is, how's that fulfilling you now? You know what I'm saying? What it's saying is, God's saying, I want you fulfilled now. Wonderful that you had the successes, but I want you fulfilled now. Not a real fulfillment, something tangible. We can't forget the testimony. Just remind me of that. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, like like God's trying to get something to all of us. And so He has to correct some things. Does that make sense? Right? But, but but again, we have to adjust our thinking. And so so that it's 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 attention to detail. It's a supernatural understanding of God's word. And so that's what the scripture it's the scripture says, "The Holy, you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things." An unction, like what it takes to see the Holy Spirit is in there, is the indwelling. If you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you experience the baptism, there's the infilling in there, you know. And we talked about this, and we talked about the Holy Spirit a few few weeks with mysteries of the Holy Spirit. So you have the Holy Spirit, but you have to yield. We talked about that uh, in the move of the Spirit on Friday. You got to be able to yield. So just having, a, I have the Holy Spirit. Who are you to tell? No, no, I believe you got the Holy Spirit. I don't believe everybody yielding to him. And I'm gonna tell you the hardest, the, what makes it hard to yield the Holy Spirit? When you're in your head, yeah, yeah. when it's scrambled up here and the scrambled. Listen, newsflash, ain't nobody crazy up in here. So, First of all ain't nobody calling nobody crazy but sometimes we're calling ourselves crazy so if somebody questions what we say or do you trying to say i'm crazy no you you think you're crazy i think your mind is not clear and i want to give you some understanding so don't 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 don't, don't attach your assessment of yourself to my mind because i'm not thinking like you don't think if i if i point out something that you can change, don't think I'm pointing it out to put you down. I don't think like that. See, that's what what Z was saying about learn to be a part of the family. I've been allowed to pastor because everything that I do is to benefit the people that I serve. She's been allowed to pastor. Everything she does is to benefit the people we serve. So if we share something to you, it's not for disqualification. Actually, listen. Go back. You can go back and interview the people that I was over when I was a, a leader assistant at the last church. When I would call them in the office, it never was disqualify. I was always trying to figure out a way to qualify people, even if they didn't get what they were trying to get. One person wanted to be over our ministers. They interviewed. They, they couldn't get the job. But I didn't go. Nah, you didn't get it. They got it. And then walked away. I said, listen, You've been in ministry for a long time, so I know in your mind you figure, I don't understand why I didn't get it. I said, well, what happens is, we've heard about your accolades, but no one's seen the manifestation of them. Listen, y'all have heard about me playing basketball, but if I go out there and play basketball, you'll say to yourself, you might not say I'm the best basketball player in the world, but you say, okay, he can play some basketball. I can at least play. I ain't ain't sorry, am I? (laughs) Right? No, I got that from the young people I had to use the young people you know because they, they could be critical All right so what I'm saying is but something's manifested but if I told you I could play you'd be like okay Pastor said he played back in the day but we can't tell don't even look like he even knew how to play basketball you understand what I'm saying so when you have it people aren't necessarily questioning the until they see the manifestation of what you do now Does that make sense? And so what I told the person is, hey, it's hard for us to give you this job based on speculation or theory. All we heard is what you've done. We haven't experienced none of it. And what I told him is, what you don't realize is, if you did everything you did, it would manifest now. Everything you've been asked to oversee, you would plant, build, grow, and reproduce. I said, so this is what I'm gonna do for you. You didn't get the job now, but I'm gonna give you stuff that I've already started planning. I'm giving it to you for you to grow and reproduce. Next time you come around, you'll at least have this on your resume. I started two programs. G- gave it to the person. I could have got all the props in the world. Hey, you got them. Did all the research. Year goes by. Person did nothing changed almost set me up because I needed this stuff, this stuff had needed to happen. And I said, I said, I gave you something. All you had to do is do what you said you had experience of or say, hey, I'm gonna need help with building and reproducing this. I'd have gave you that too. You see what I'm saying, I wouldn't have go, oh, I thought you were sweet. No, that's not my job. My job is to give you what you need to be what God designed you to do. And so if I ask a question around here, I'm asking questions, and if you can't do it, I need to know. Because I'll give you what it takes for you to be able to do it. See, that's that's attention to detail right there. That's being exhaustive. Not just looking for what's wrong with people, but looking to fill in that gap. Do you care enough to do that? Or do we spend a lot of time, I can't believe they did that, can't believe they talk this way, can't believe they act this way. was it Z or somebody was saying earlier? Like, oh, you saying with the family. right? they spend all their time talking about what people aren't doing and why they're not doing. And Z said, are you helping them? Or are you just looking for something wrong with somebody else to justify you not going to another level? See, I don't need to go to another level if I keep finding other people that's less than me. You understand what I'm saying? All right. So 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 just keep that in mind. We don't we don't want to be lazy. Uh so what we're trying to find is liberty in our minds. Let's look at, uh, see, this was Jesus' whole goal, a part of his goal, when he was anointed with the Spirit, excuse me, uh, Luke 4, 18. Luke 4, 18, Luke 4, 18. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, that's the good news, to the poor, them that are without, it says, he sent me to heal the broken hearted, right? We talked about this in uh, Healing the Sick on Wednesday, right? He said, look, preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind. Look, to set at liberty them that are bruised. So people aren't free in their mind a lot of time. Their minds are scrambled because they've been bruised. They've been hurt, right? They, some people have been abused. If you keep hearing what you can't do, over and over and over, because other people are insecure. Uh, sometimes you'll start thinking you can't do it, or when you start making a move that's not conforming to everybody around you, especially in your family, and then they'll they'll try to convince you you tripping because you're scaring them. You they got to change now. They got to grow, and you're in a position where you can lead and influence them. They want to be in control, so they have to convince you that. What you've decided to do that's outside of conformity is crazy. Friends do it all the time. You, they, they, you start doing stuff. Uh, let's see. There you go. Let's see. You know, you tripping, especially while you're in transition. They're going to try to convince you something's wrong with you because you're challenging. them. You, you're switching the narrative. As long as you roll rolling with them, they're in control. And that's what they feed off of their control. When you decide to do something opposite or something that they they're uncomfortable with, they got to convince you you're tripping. Otherwise, they're gonna have to submit to learning from you. And they've been the ones that's been in control of the learning. See, people are okay as long as you're under them, they just don't want you to surpass them. You got me? All right. Okay. Good. <laughs> see, we're trying. We're scrambling the mind. And see, so you got to ask yourself this: Do you want to know? this is it you know, sit down this week and say do you really want to know do you really want to know the answers do you really want to know what what's caused the delay do you really want to know do you really want to know why you don't have peace do you really want to know why you burn down? because if you really want to know it's going to take excellent thinking attention to detail but a part of that t- a part of that attention to details you're gonna go deeper but you are gonna discover stuff you ever see the movies where it, where a person says they start investigating they just showed up and they investigating, and they're going through stuff and then people start saying if you keep digging you might find something you don't want to know and normally what they find out has something to do with them (laughs) you know what i'm saying like they digging to bust everybody out but then they go oh my god i realize that's what they meant by if you keep digging you're gonna find something find out something you may not want to know this is the thing do you want to know Listen, listen, listen. Attention to detail, excellence. Do you want to know? Attention to detail, excellence. Do you want to know? Because what you're going to discover, yes, you may find out what they're doing, but you're going to discover what you're doing. Or not. Well, as Pastor Mel said, or not. So, so, so you got to ask yourself do you really want what, you, what you're believing for, what you're dreaming about? Do you really want it? Because if you really want it, it's, you're going to have to go beyond what you're comfortable at doing. You're gonna have to go beyond what you're comfortable with seeing. You understand? That's excellent thinking right there. See, you can't shut down now because it could be overwhelming. See, some of us have, ha- listen, some of us are are masters. Yeah, you know, I watched the movies where people are uh, masters that escape. You know, they, they they can break out of any prison. And they be like, man, we we're gonna put them in this prison. We gotta put them on an island somewhere where you got to swim uh, 500 miles to get where you're going, right? And the, but this person figures out how to escape that. Well, some of us are masters at escape. Soon as, like, soon as, like, we done figured out how to get around the truth at every level. Somebody could talk to you two years later and you still be lying. Listen, listen, I'm not talking about uh, uh, overt lies. You know, I'm, I'm talking about, the, you know, the, the subtle light where I'm not going to take time to really think about what I just said so I can't embrace the fact that I just lied to you. I reflex lied. There's a truth that I haven't been facing for a long time. There's a weakness that I have that I've been able to hide from everybody. And here you come on, you show up, Pastor Keith, Trying to expose it, but nah, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get you to see it, because you can't. Remember, we talked about a, uh, healing the sick, tolerating pain. You can't keep tolerating that pain, living with that pain, living with that. Like almost like when you're busy, you feel good. As soon as you sit down and relax, nobody's around. You ready to cry? No, 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 no. Because you, there, there's something in you. You have the strength to risk the relationship and share the truth. See, it takes the strength to do that. It takes another level of faith to do that. You have the strength to talk it through. But some, as there's a part of you that as soon as the person, they masters that escape. As soon as they, they start escaping, get that. And a lot of times the escape is to deflect on you. You ever start talking to somebody you like, well, I'm going to have this transparent conversation and the whole conversation ends up being about you and you get overwhelmed quick. So you'd be like, well, maybe I did do that. Well, I could have done that. Well, I'm not sure. Did I do that? Well, I don't remember if I did that. Well, maybe I did do. And before you know it, you walk away and you go, they got me again. How did they do this? I said I was going to hang in there and not get overwhelmed. And you allowed yourself to get lazy minded. You allowed yourself to leave excellent. See, it's gonna take an excellent mind to talk it through, to get to the truth, even in the relationship, even with the person that's master at escape. See, 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 we've been designed for this. We're gonna to talk to you. We're gonna talk, and, and, and listen, can I use you? Sure. Not you, the wife. Sure. <laughs> you sure wasn't as excited Excited as he is <laughs> and then he's gonna say sure for you Now nah, I, I, I think it'll be okay because you've already openly shared this in the testimony. So I won't, I won't, I won't See <laughs> I, I won't get you get you <laughs> All right. So when we were going through marriage counseling Most of the attention was on minister Lamar some of y'all going really no kidding <laughs> But what we discovered is there was something embedded in Zipporah that she had a default that she carried around for years, almost like, uh eh, eh, whatever, whatever, whatever. But really what it was is she, did, she, she didn't want to be, all, she was never all in. Remember, you remember? We, yeah, she, she knows that's the truth. Right, right. Look, and believe it or not, she had, that, she had him like, you know, broken. Like, does she care? Am I valuable? <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, 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 you ain't getting off the hook. But, but the whole point here is, we had to talk through it, right? That we had to talk, because it wasn't something that was obvious even to you. But suppose we like, man, just forget it. Just roll with it. No, no, that, that, that was a breakthrough for her life. Do you understand this? Like, but that's not easy to have that conversation with this great person. He said, I was a breakthrough for him. Right. But, but, but it's not easy to have these conversations because you know what the easiest thing is? Pastor, Mel, I tell you the easiest thing? Be like, all right, we're fine. You want to roll like that? Go ahead and roll like that. If a person cares enough to have to talk it through, remember y'all learned that in, in, pre-mar- in, in premarital, to talk it through. That was the number one thing we talked about. Hey, hey, you gonna have to talk it through. You gotta talk you, you see, shut you can't shut down. That you get lazy-minded. It, it, it's excruciating. We have tough conversations, we just talk it through. Actually, some some of the simplest things can turn into arguments. Y'all know that, right? Yes. Hey Amen over here. Right? So so what we do is we talk them through and we make sure the other person knows where, where we stand. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm good. I'm not upset, this thing, the other. Actually, we were talking to a, a business person we was dealing with and uh, in, in a situation, the person forgot something or didn't do something, but they wasn't owning it. Well, if they don't own it, then they could do it again for the next situation we have to deal with. So we gotta talk to them. Not get upset, man, you shouldn't. Have. No, we didn't do that, did we? We talked it through. The person thanked us at the end is like, thank you uh, for your patience and talking it through. And we said relationships are important to us and we can't have, we, we don't want to deal with this again. So, you no, know, we, dealt, we dealt with them in excellence, attention to detail. we went the extra mile. We, we went the extra mile to protect the relationship. Are we doing that? Okay, so I didn't get a whole lot of amens. All right, so 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 there's a couple of mentalities. We're, we're gonna we can't do all this today, so we're gonna end. We have to end with two things. We have to end with the video and something else. All right, so everybody has certain mentalities, and I want you to, to you know you got to locate ourselves. So we have a servant mentality, where servants mentality are learners. They're flies on the wall. They understand inaccuracy could cost them their life. So they don't want to be inaccurate. So they're going to take the time to learn and be patient. You have a ruler's mentality. Now, the ruler's mentality can only be in the lead position only. The ruler's mentality has the philosophy, Minister Mar was sharing it from our, our men's uh, night. You got that, right? The ruler's mentality can sit in a session and be like, did you get that note? Did you write that down? They do that a lot. You, wrote, you got that, right? Did you get that, right? Did you get that, right? You wrote that down, right? Right? The ruler's mentality is always expecting someone to serve them uh, to understand it. They're anglers, they're always looking for angles, not trying to embrace the truth, right? That's that ruler's mentality. Then you have the Bayes mentality. The Bayes mentality, I don't want to understand. I don't want to know. That's the person that usually puts their hand in the toilet, pulls it out and goes, Oh, it does stink. <coughs> I mean you was telling me it was stinking. It smelled like it could possibly be thinking, but I ain't taking nobody I ain't taking nobody's word for it. I don't believe it's stinking. I don't wanna know. Then they end up putting their hand in the toilet. Oh, I uh, I guess it does stink. I know that's kind of gross, but you get the picture, right? <laughs> right? All right, so so We have to take steps beyond the point of being overwhelmed and frustrated. That's what an excellent mind does, taking steps beyond the point of being overwhelmed or frustrated. So, so see, I'm go- that's the extra mile, right? I'm, I'm gonna take a step beyond my discomfort, be a little more patient and seek to understand. Right, so I'm not gonna be double-minded, see? The scriptures tell us to take on the mind of Christ, right? That's that sound, clear, thinking mind, right? Um, double-minded, two-faced. Presenting the front as if you want to know with an ulterior arrogance in secret. Presenting the front as if you want to know, but you have an ulterior motive, like you have an arrogance on the inside, like, please, it's not important to me. How many times you talked to somebody and they was I really wasn't listening? You know what they just said? Because what you're saying wasn't important. (laughs) Right? So you have to have a a level of excellence to receive that. And and this is the key, like, we got to want to know. Right? We got to want to know what we don't know. We got to want to know what people need. Our life just can't be limited to be beyond ourselves. You know, so for the person that's always trying to help and people running and fighting and kicking and screaming, you know, uh, it has an effect on that person. It has an effect. The person that has something to share and no one's listening and no one's paying their mind, it has an effect. God wants us to heal us through that. Right? He wants us to heal us by us actually caring enough to talk it through, to have the exchange, to share, even though it seems like people don't care. Because sometimes we walk around so offended, but we haven't had the conversation at all, never. And sometimes you have to have the conversation even if, see, I'm going to tell you, this is this how I lead. I'm going to have the conversation. Hopefully it helps. Hopefully you receive it. But even if you don't, I got it out. I got it out. We're not designed to store stuff. It eats at you. It weighs on you. It restricts you. Hey, it affects your health. And this is the, this is the thing. I've always shared this. Everybody has a limit You might not want to wait until you find out what your limit is That's normally when it's a little too late So as much as you think I'm gonna blow that off I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. The people that snapped is Because they kept storing and storing and storing and storing and storing not knowing they had a limit I, I advanced information See, because we're crossing over to a place. We talked about this in Gifted and Calling. Actually, what I was going to do is going to pray for the the 10 individuals that are already geared for the Gifted and Calling class. Because God is setting up, uh, uh, igniting a revival fire. All these things we've been getting is is trying to wash away that could be restraining us for receiving God's power and walking in what we really believe. And I know some of us have this high tolerance for pain, as we talked about in healing faith. So we, we, we tolerate, we tolerate, we tolerate. And you don't have to. You can you can talk through it. You can weather the storm. You you actually have the see when you in your time of weakness. He's made strong. So when you get to your limit and you you may normally be overwhelmed. Trust the Holy Spirit to give you that wisdom to talk it through. You know, you're tempted to not have the conversation because, you know, the person's always been able to overwhelm you. And, and especially if they get emotional, if they get mad. Your temptation is what? We're going to shut this down because I don't know what they're going to do. The Holy Spirit will give you music in your mouth to calm that beast. But we have to get it out, pour it out, let it out, empty out going forward. It's a setup. I told you, put it on your calendars, Fast Week June. If you're not here Fast Week June, that's on you, but I already told you ahead of time. Some people have things that's already scheduled, but I would be here. God's trying to, new beginnings. God's trying to do things. He's been breaking through and breaking through and breaking through. And the thing is, like, like we do things here and we try to we try to pack so much into Sunday, but that's not the goal. We have other opportunities to, to share stuff you got to take advantage of. So 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 we don't have so many people thirsty on a Sunday and then we got to keep pouring out. And, you know, that's why we're here sometimes a little longer.